Welcome to the Healthy Business Matters podcast, where business owners, HR professionals, and insurance brokers can unlock the hidden potential within each employee by leveraging concierge healthcare. In each episode, your hosts unpack navigating solutions like theirs to drive better employee engagement, productivity, and more importantly, overall quality of life. So grab your morning coffee, start your commute, and welcome your hosts, Nathan Barr and Dr. Andrew White. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Andrew White with Alinico. Nathan Barr with Health Bar. And welcome to the Healthy Business Matters podcast. So last week's episode, we talked about timing of implementation of solutions, on-site solutions like ours. And uh, this week, we're going to be talking about some of the common objections when it comes to the timing and implementing. Mm-hmm. And so, again, this is right in the hot and heavy season for uh, January 1 renewals. Mm-hmm. I liked your quote uh, last last week. It was the... Uh, uh, this is like the March Madness or like September <laughs> Madness. Know, September Madness for benefits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, again, yeah. uh, this week we're going to be talking about some of the common objections mm-hmm. that come up. And I think the one of the biggest ones that commonly comes up for both of our organizations commonly is just HR professionals mm-hmm. in, that in these mid-market companies that you guys are stretched thin. Yeah. Like there is a lot on your plates and so it can be often hard mm-hmm. at the con- the, when, uh, when I'm s- first talking to an HR professional, they're often thinking about employee health and wellness as one of the 10 other balls that they're mm-hmm. juggling in the air. And how am I going to do this well? Yeah. Right. And so I think that's something that mm-hmm. we first just wanted to talk about. Uh, you know, uh, I like to say, look, let us help. Let's join your team. You know, mm-hmm. we're a resource for you. Uh, you know, let us help you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think when if you look at everything an HR professionals, re, you know, responsible for and required to do within an organization, especially in these organizations that are not mega employers, right? We're talking, you know, middle market, you know, hundred to a thousand employee businesses. These are truly jack of all trades kinds of people. And so when a business leader says, "Hey, I want to do this," in HR is like, "Oh my gosh, like what do I have to do?" And it usually requires months of preparation and tons of logistics considerations and everything else. And and they've been used to just having to deal with all that. And so, yeah, one of the things we hear a lot when we're talking with businesses, and especially from that HR leader, is I'm going to have to do all this stuff. They start making assumptions. It's a ton of assumptions of, well, and it's from historical and past experiences, which is what we all do. And so it's one of the things is HR is like, I'm, we're too busy. We just can't take care of this right now. There's too much going on. It, it just, you know, it, it's too much. This is too complex, too new. And, um, and that's one of the things where you know we just really try, and I like what you said too about joining their team. Like we shoulder the burden of that implementation. We're talking about messaging, we're talking about logistics and coordination, uh, communicating with their team, all those things. We really try to make it as white glove as possible, really concierge feel to it. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that's one of the main things we hear is HR professionals overburdened and overwhelmed. Yeah, and it goes back to one of my favorite episodes that we've done together was when we talked about engagement mm-hmm. and how you know we are both both the companies are remarkable with getting just great engagement from employees and mm-hmm. to get great engagement it takes work. Yeah. And so I totally understand. And to your point, it's a, you know, it's a great point to think that as an HR professional, if you've been burned by mm-hmm. a vendor in the past where they were going to come in and implement something and then a ton of work fell on your plate it can be overwhelming Mm -hmm. it's you know it'd be like neither one of us or have an hr background so if if i was going to hire you to do my hr 
and then you plop down a bunch of HR work on my plate, and then I was suddenly having to figure out how to do all of that mm-hmm. and how to do it well. Mm-hmm. I totally can empathize with how stressful that would be, you know, how it could feel like there's, I don't know how to do this well, and I'm just overwhelmed. And so, again, we are going to come alongside you in either of our organizations. We're going to come alongside you. We're going to help you to understand the proven processes that we've developed, the ways, the common hurdles, and, and how to overcome them. And we're going to make it feel like a very seamless mm. process. And I, I like the analogy of a lot of people have heard of like the swan swimming, mm-hmm. right? Like above the water, they look all elegant, mm-hmm. but really under the surface, it looks chaotic. A lot of action. Uh, <laughs> and that's kind of how it is and yeah. with our teams. Like there's a lot going on behind the scenes, yeah. uh, but we're going to work very hard. That It's going to feel very seamless uh, to you as a, as a client. Yeah, no, completely. You know, another thing I hear, we hear a lot from, from our organizations and businesses is I don't think people are going to engage with your services. Like we've, we've tried things before and people just, they don't use it. Like we have it, we pay for it. We're not seeing the value out of it. There's no ROI. Um, there's a lot of that. Like we are going to invest in this solution because they have in the past and they've been burned by solutions before, but, but it's that guarantee that sometimes, you know, potentially we can provide. Um, and I know you guys do this as well, potentially is how do you guarantee uh, how do you guarantee results or how do we as service providers put some skin in the game? Yeah. And so we often will talk about what we call like results-based compensation. The idea that if a client is concerned about the investment into a program like ours, that w- you know, we always set goals, regardless of how uh, we're getting paid, we're going to set goals and measure them and, and remeasure them. But if a client's concerned about the savings they can get, you know, we'll offer results-based compensation and we'll take on more of the risk and we'll have a bigger upside if we hit our goals if we're doing that. But again, that, that's how confident we are. And I think the other thing too is in both our organizations, we have proof, not just in referrals that we could send you uh, as far as clients that have had success and then are getting great engagement, but we also have proof in the design of the customization we're talking about. Customization is a, is a buzzword. Mm-hmm. It's something that a lot of vendors say, oh, we're gonna customize to you, and I get that. And I'm sure, and I hope that everybody would fulfill that, but we have proof in, mm-hmm. in both organizations of when something didn't work, like we are not gonna settle for low engagement. Yeah. And I talked about in one of our episodes about like our mobile unit, right? Like we created mobile x-ray and, and, and there was a lot of legislative hoops I had to jump through with the mm-hmm. state to even get that done. But I did it because we were running into engagement issues and these manufacturers who had employees who didn't have reliable transportation, didn't have driver's licenses, were single parents, they were carpooling. So even a free or subsidized exam was hard to get to. And so we weren't settling for low engagement. I went to the state, lobbied to get it done, created the mobile unit, and then it's been a phenomenal thing for us. It has helped us spike engagement. But again, it goes back to just one example of many that we could point to in either mm-hmm. organizations that if if we run up against a wall or your people are engaging with us, we will find a way. We will do something to improve, innovate, think outside the box to reach your people. Yeah. Yeah. If anything we've proved, I think it's the fact of we're all going to meet challenges. It's how do you work through those challenges? How do you work together joining their team? This is a partnership. Um, and, and we'll get through it. Um, there are not saying any solutions perfect, but if you can work through any of those challenges, you will succeed. Um, so that's what I love. And then in demonstrating uh, historical data too, um, it's the proof's in the pudding. I mean, look at what we've done, look at customers we've served, call our references, those different things really speak to the, 
the reality of what we provide. Um, and it's really good to be able to, to say that to organizations who are skeptical of our ability to engage with their workforces and, and start you know creating change. Yeah, and I think another common uh, buzzword that we've mm -hmm. heard a lot because you know we're both our companies based in West Michigan, which has an, a incredibly competitive labor market. Mm -hmm. And so we both have clients that have said to us, you know, they want to be a employer of choice, yeah. and I can totally respect that. I understand it as an as a, uh, a boss for uh, you know you know, dozens of employees, I get that you want to attract great talent. Mm -hmm. And, and I think there's something to kind of walking that out. And, and yeah. we can see examples in our own clients who have invested in products like ours, they're really walking the walk of we're thinking outside the box, we're trying to reach our people. And I think just an, another local one we were talking about offline was Gentex. Gentex is an organization that uh, is here based in Zealand, and they are implementing on-site daycare services, mm -hmm. which I have no idea how well it's going to work, sure. but the f sheer fact that they, 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 I'm sure, said to themselves, we want to be an employer of choice. Yep. They surveyed their people to ask them what needs they had. They obviously listened. They did the work to try to figure out how, and now they're implementing it. Yep. just shows a, a, a courage to try something outside the box to reach their people, which in, I'm not – you know, someone that would typically go to apply a Gentex, but even when I heard that, like, man, like, <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, that'd be, I could save some money on a nanny. Heck yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And, and two, I like, uh, especially when we're talking about maybe some of these middle market or smaller businesses, is you see a lot of uh, employee owned businesses where you have the ESOP models, and yep. these organizations are so employee centric and they will make decisions to that are to the direct benefit of their employees, but the employees are so bought in to that solution that the engagement comes because of the culture that they have. And so when you talk about being an employer of choice and that recruitment retention side of things, um, it plays directly, directly into that. The ROI follows. Um, a lot of times organizations will look at our solutions too and they'll say, this costs a lot of money. And, and it's true that our services aren't free. We have to run businesses and pay our providers. Uh, but the ROI considerations beyond that initial cost I think a lot of things get missed, aside from the straight medical savings and that utilization that occurs. Um, it's how are you, how's your productivity improving? How is your reduction in absenteeism and, and really increase in presenteeism while people are at work because they're feeling better and more focused? Um, There's so many ROI components where a lot of these organizations just look at the price tag and you're like, ugh, like that, that's going to cost me something. And they're completely missing the fact that if you saw the ROI in three, six, nine months, um, you wouldn't be thinking about the cost of it at all. Yeah, and it reminds me of the very first client I worked with was a uh, powder coater in uh, in Grand Haven, mm. and they came under new management uh, after I've been working with them for about eighteen months. And I remember uh, I was on site, and some of the employees were asking me, "Hey, you know." Uh, are you going to be here next week? You know, the, the new managers coming in, uh, are they going to keep you around? And I said, truthfully, I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I need to have a meeting set with them next week when the new uh, management's coming on board. And when I showed up for the meeting, I prepared this whole sales meeting to pitch them on why I should stay. Mm -hmm. And before I could even get into anything, the manager stopped me. His name is Randy. Randy said, listen, I don't know what you're doing. But my first day, I had three of my managers come to me and say, 
you can't get rid of Andrew. If you, if you get rid of Andrew, I'm leaving. Yeah. And so he yeah. and so he said, uh, you know, what are you doing? And and please tell me it's not expensive. <laughs> uh, and so it was a great yeah. testimony to employees love the product. Yeah. And and so when you think about some of the softer savings around retention, around you know absenteeism, they're real. And and while they're softer, they're not as concrete as the savings we look at with mm-hmm. your historical data. You know, it's still there, and it's definitely something that will make you an employer of choice because people will appreciate, especially in these blue-collar settings. You know, these employees are not used to cool, sexy mm-hmm. benefits. Mm-hmm. They are not used to that at all. So if if suddenly they're getting this thing that they've never experienced before, they're going to value it a lot. Yeah, yeah. There's, you know, of all the objections, I think cost, unfortunately, seems to be one of the biggest barriers. You know, then you follow that with engagement is usually a question about, yeah, how much people engage for it, and then. It is. It's that overburdened from bringing a new solution on board, and I am going to be overworked from that HR professional side of things. And so, you know, thinking about, you know, those, I would say probably some of the top tier objections that we hear a lot of, um, but things that as we've produced our services and worked with businesses across Michigan, we find that we overcome case after case after case. And so uh, there's a point in time where, you know, you try to find reasons to say no, they're just aren't many reasons to say no with solutions like this agreed so to to wrap up you know like nate i loved the uh the language you'd use there around it's it's a natural just it's a human tendency that we're always going to bring our past experiences Mm -hmm. and they're going to influence the way that we think and the assumptions that we're going to make around the outcomes that will happen you know if this then that i've tried that before and so you know again in the last episode i talked about the idea of limiting beliefs the idea that you know, we create these boxes that we're thinking in. And so we begin to have a limit, like this limitation, we this arbitrary limitation that we're creating in our mind based on previous experiences. And so we acknowledge that. And so we wanted, we were talking off air about just how we could try to bring you value. You know, we've never, if we haven't met you before. Mm-hmm. And so we created actually in the link in the, in the bio for this episode, we created a uh, little PDF document that you can download. And it's a worksheet to try to think through limiting beliefs you mm-hmm. may have and just ways of overcoming them and, and ways that you can try to reframe uh, those limiting beliefs to to more of assuming positive intent and what is possible. And I think that's something mm-hmm. that we've seen those changes happen organically in, in our clients. But we wanted a way to try to capture some of that magic. And so, again, we would encourage you to download that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's free, you know, and just yeah. and do and we'd love to hear your feedback. If, it, if you had a breakthrough, if there's something that we can help support you with, again, it's something that we wanted to give to you uh, for free. Yeah, it's a lot of things that as we're having conversations initially with these employers, we're hearing. And so if we can get you answers to those questions that you may have during those first meetings, that helps you prepare maybe for a more advanced discussion with our teams, um, helps us really address more than maybe the meat and bones of, of what we can do for you as an employer um, with our services. So yeah, please take the survey. Uh, great knowledge, and I think it'll give you a step up on uh, what next steps and conversations would take place. Awesome. So we hope that you've uh, got a lot of value from this episode of the Healthy Business Matters podcast. Uh, please join us next week. Uh, we would love, again, we're releasing these weekly episodes. Uh, if you have any topics you would love to hear, or we're actually in a, a episode coming up very soon, we're going to start doing some interviews with mm-hmm. some guests we're really excited about, some yeah. different brokers that are thinking really innovatively or CEOs of mm-hmm. clients. 
uh, that we're uh, that are just really on fire for what we're doing. We're actually going to be in a, a, a future episode here, uh, doing changing up this. If you're watching us mm-hmm. on video, actually doing some uh, podcasts just actually on site of some of the locations that we serve at. So be really fun. I'm really excited to bring in some guests. And so again, if you have anybody in mind, please let us know. Reach out. And again, uh, hope you've enjoyed this. Hope you got value. And God bless. Thank you. <laughs>